let's go ahead and, and get this get this party started, gentlemen. Um, first, just want to say uh, thank you guys for uh, taking the time to to come on and, and hang out with your boy on the Zoom. Uh, usually, what we do uh, so for our life group straight talk is we there's a portion of the night where we go around and and we pretty much talk about things that are going on around the world, but then we we it from a, a biblical perspective and uh since we were you know not really able to have a group right now i was like shoot let's see what can i do like oh well, let's try to do a zoom thing and um i was like okay uh let's get some people that aren't usually on and um i thought it was a pretty good idea so this is the this is the first time um, kind of doing it outside of the life group. So <laughs> welcome and thank you. Uh, I figure, um, I mean, we all pretty much know each other, but I'm, I'm gonna, so I'm recording this and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the, the audio and I'm gonna put it on the, on the podcast. So for if you guys want to just go ahead and, um, introduce yourself real quick to say your name, just whatever real quick. 10, 20 seconds kind of thing. And then we'll we'll jump into it. Go first, Ant. All right, I'll go first. <clears throat> My name is Anthony uh, from Victory, San Diego. I just want to tell everybody uh, what's up, what's going on. Um, at the church, I'm, uh, I help oversee the Chilavista campus Been out, um, for almost going on about a year now. And uh, it's it's going great. Hey, Julian, you disabled my video, bro. What's going on? I did? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alright. Well, you guys probably don't see me right now. So my name is Luigi. Um, I'm originally from Victor Harris, San Diego. I was I was launched out uh, about going on three years from now to come and help pioneer uh, Victor Irish wow. West Sacramento. So uh, we've been over here uh, helping out with the gang, helping out being pastors, armor bearers, helping out with the pastors, but just helping out with the whole church overall. overall. And currently, right now, is we're actually spearheading this whole uh, video live streaming on for Pastor Gary and Sister April. Mm. So um, I'm right here with my wife. You know, my wife's next door, actually. <laughs> um, and yeah, just lines breathe. Come on, someone. Come on, huh? Come on, somebody. All right. Well, my name's Miller. And um, like the rest of the guys, I'm from Victor, San Diego. And uh, I oversee the game here in San Diego, as well as in the San Diego County. Um, and yeah, that's me. <laughs> All right, my name is uh, Algie, and I am one of the ministers on staff there at Victor Robert San Diego, and I am uh, the overseer of Arbeti, which is our school of ministry there in San Diego as well. Awesome. Well, well, you guys know my name, Julian. Um, I'm just excited to have you guys on the on the straight talk here tonight, uh, and I'm excited to hear what you guys uh, have to say about um, what we'll be talking about. So, actually, I just want to uh, 
mean, it's no surprise what's been going on. You know, we're, we've all been in lockdown with the coronavirus and, you know, everything's shut down, everything's, everybody's stuck at home. Um, first question I want to ask you guys is just how, how have you guys been, um, what's life been like for you um, since this all started? Um, I think all of us have experienced a, an interruption, so to speak. Yeah. You yeah. know, life uh, life literally changed for everybody in a matter of three weeks. It's true. You know, complete, completely changed. So, um, you know, it's been a it, – there's a lot of pros and cons to it, but it's definitely an eye-opening experience. I think for me, uh, if you know me, I, I do not like to be stuck yeah. at home. And so this has not been very pleasant for me um, to an extent just because you know how to be about and then the weather is getting better. And you just you want to be outside, you know, not yeah. just in your backyard. You want to be able to go places. And so uh, for me, you know, it, it's definitely put a little <laughs> stop to what I'm used to. Um, but I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah. For for um, it's definitely uh, kind of you know surreal just thinking about, you know, how we have to adapt during this time, you know, cause like uh, Miller said, we were, you know, we were so used to, you know, all you know, I was never a, a homebody uh, guy, you know, so this, you know, just yeah. put a pause, you know, on everything. And, and I, I feel like, you know, it was God putting a pause and, you know, just really getting our attention at this time, you know? Um, so definitely, you know, just uh, trying to make the best of this time, you know? And um, yeah, I think I, I'm, I definitely can't wait to get back outside, uh, back to reconnecting with people. And I'll tell you what, it's definitely made me appreciate some of the things in this life Talk about it. Um, that, I, that, that I definitely miss, man. Yeah, and actually, Luigi, before you answer, I want to ask you um, maybe what what has impacted you? Like, what's the biggest difference? Like, what's something that's changed the most radically for you? Um, you know, for, for me, I, I, my, my career is uh, I'm an I'm exterminator, so I do pest control. So honestly, nothing has changed for me. I still get off the same time. I still work late. I still have plenty more jobs. So. I'm not able to relate with some people, as in I stay home, because I'm never home. Literally, as soon as I come back home, we go across the base, and we're scheduling the full service on. And my wife's full-time ministry. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's changed is that my son's at home now. You know, mm -hmm. so I get phone calls all day that angels <laughs> acting up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's uh, – but it, things that changed dramatically was just this whole new agenda of how to reach people. Mm -hmm. You know, not going to our service and and really like like most of you have experienced. I mean, I don't know San Diego because you guys were already on that level, but for us, we had to learn everything overnight. For us, we had to troubleshoot overnight. For us, we had to think about how can we live stream to that next place because we weren't even there yet. You know, so we had to thank God that we're third wave. You know, thank God that we're text savvy. Thank God my wife is phenomenal with with computers and all these things. So we're able to jump on it and be steps ahead. But 
we're still learning, you know. And, and I think that was one of the biggest outreaches was just uniting our church together so that they won't miss the heartbeat, so that they won't miss anything, and they'll be included in everything. Yeah, actually, um, Pastor Alger, one thing he said a while back that I think applies a lot right now is he said, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out. <laughs> Shape. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. First Fleshalonians. <laughs> Come on, somebody. But not really though, because you know, everything we went from we went from operating one way yeah. to a complete new style of church. This is a right. this is a new style of church. Yep. You know, I know Luigi said we've been doing it, but but realistically, this is a new style of church. And I and you know, one thing I would always yeah. share with the media and with the sound is that because we if you think about it, we've always had an online congregation. Mm. Always. Now the entire <clears throat> congregation is online, you know, so realistically, like, this is like, this is fresh, you know, right. like, you know, you got to get creative. You got to find ways to be able to meet the need in this time. And you got to be flexible. You know, you can't be, you know, cause I know a lot of people are, you know, they, 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 change. Mm, they fear change yeah. and so what happens is that when they have to change they're like i don't know how i'm gonna do it mm. but this right here made you do it right. like you you had no choice yeah like you had no choice but to say okay like i i gotta figure out some way to still reach people like we just said overnight we had to figure out <laughs> how we're gonna live stream you know how are we gonna get this message out how are we gonna still connect with people how are we gonna still get the gospel out literally you know some people are doing it on the fly you know, but praise God that, you know, there are models out there and there are people that have already been kind of doing it, you know, that where they can learn from and they can glean from that, and, you know, and be able to offer support. But flexible is the key. That's key. You got to be. No, hold on. Pastor, can I share? Hold on. You're exactly right, Pastor uh, LG. It's a uh, thank God that we're connected with San Diego because we were able to gleam off, you know, off you guys that we were able to learn and connect with uh, even Chance, right? I saw mm. Chance's uh, Facebook video. And we dissected it. You know, I saw Pastor Tim how he was posting and we have being asked what apps are you using? And the, I believe this was something awesome because all of Victor Outreach just began to gleam off each other. Yeah. It was no longer your congregation or my congregation, but it was more how can we continue as an active ministry, be fully on schedule and still give the same atmosphere, still the same standards that we continue to have on. And thank God for churches that were up there already that were able to help us get to that level. Yeah. yeah, it's true, man. And one thing I've been seeing a lot is people are able to see other churches in the ministry that they never have before. Right. Um, people, people are church topping now. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see, I see, I see somebody. I think Gerald put it the other day and he was like yeah, i ain't gonna yeah. lie i was i was a church harper this morning yeah. i was in six come on now <laughs> <laughs> so but i want, want to switch gears here a little bit i want to ask you guys um as far as just how society or, or the the government um is is handling this from i mean i guess you can say from the world's perspective or from our government's perspective how do you go What's your take on it? Well, I think I think if you, if you look at it, you, you know, this shows you 
this shows you exactly um, the importance of unity, you know, within anything. Because you see now you have, you know, of course, and you know, in our government, you got you got the red and you got blue, you know, and they're always seems that they're never completely united, you know, in one agreement. But but you think about this, this is something that that affects everybody, no matter you know what party you're you're in, what color you are. This is affecting everybody, and so I feel that this is something new. You know, a lot of people that I've asked, you know, they nobody have ever seen anything like this in their lifetime. Yeah. So really, so really, think about it in, in in a situation like that. Any type of response can get can say it's the wrong response. Mm. You know, it it could have went either way. You know, some people say, "Well, shut it down immediately." You know, then you'd have people saying something about that. You know, and then they would say, "Well, you need to figure out kind of like what it is because you don't want to put the people in a panic." You know, so it's kind of like you know you gotta. It's a slippery slope to me. You know, it's a slippery yeah. slope. And, and in times like this, you got to, you know, you got to really, you know, number one, always keep your faith in God, that God mm -hmm. is in control. But you got to believe that, you know, the people that are leading the country are, are making the right decisions, you know, regardless of, of what you hear. Because you're always going to hear a story that's, that's contrary to the next story. So, you know, yeah. and, you know, personally, you know, just the last couple of days, I've been trying to just, you know, stay away from the different reports and just focus on, you know, mm -hmm. what, what's coming from the White House. <laughs> what right. are they saying? You know, what they're saying, yeah. and, and that's kind of where we can base our, our decision or how, you know, our feelings off of that. Because everybody has a slant or has an angle as to what they're going to say. And you know, I know think what's crazy. Oh, let's, real quick, Mel, I'll just say what's crazy is with, um, with everything on pause, it seems like those daily addresses that we get from the, the White House, that's like, that's all we got on the, on the television right now. You know, we don't got no sports to look to. We don't got nothing to look forward to. So it's, it's kind of crazy, you know, like we're all kind of gathered around, you know, waiting to see what, what Trump has to say each day, you know? So it, it is crazy. Go ahead, Miller. Yeah. I, I think just like Pastor Algie said, like, it's so true. Um, you know, the, like who, who we're, we're listening to, you know, mm -hmm. cause everyone out there has an opinion. Like, whether you're on board with the way that things are going or not, like everyone has an opinion, you know, but, but at the end of the day, all those opinions just don't necessarily matter in this moment. The only thing right. that matters is what's coming from the top, you know, yeah. even like the president said that day when, you know, he was taking questions and, uh, you know, that, that reporter was just talking nonsense, you know, and he's saying, you're trying to make things out to be what they are not. You know, mm. and he called him out on it because that's what so many people are doing. Now. They're just trying to make a story. They're trying to make things seem crazier than they are. And so many people buy into that stuff that they right. end up tripping themselves out. And you're hearing about all these different people that are flipping out and having all these different issues with their mental health and stuff. And it's all because they're believing all these fake stories. They're not listening yeah. to the source. They're not going to like what really matters, yeah. you know? And so it's so important that, you know, as a people, like, that we don't believe everything we hear or everything you see on Google is not true. <laughs> yeah, really. But really, that we yeah. hear from the top, you know? Bottom line uh, is we hear from the top. Yeah. Okay, sure. True. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I thank God for our founder that's, uh, he's obedient to not just God, but he's also obedient to the United States and to the president, to the authorities, because I had a guest come in and, I told him, how are you guys doing church? And he said, well, we're going to have church until they stop us. 
And right off our mind, you know, we think radicalness and we think anything for God, but then there's also a place of authority and there's a place that we represent the church as believers. And, you know, everything is changing dramatically and things are getting worse, as they say, and we don't know the outcome and we don't really have an agenda when it's going to, how long it's going to last, and they just extended it for 30 days. But I believe as a church, our biggest, our, our opportunity here is just to be, be the peace of God, you know, to bring the understanding of God mm. into this place. Because politi like politics, like you guys are saying, it's everywhere right now. It's everywhere. He's yeah. saying that millions are going to die. Other people are saying that thousands are going to die. You know, but Donald yeah. Trump, even one reporter said is, when are there going to be enough lives? How many lives have to die before it matters? And, and Donald Trump said not one. You know, not one life is, is it going to be that way. And I believe that our president, I thank God that, that he's taking all obstacles and he's taking all agendas and he's just seeing which is the best way that we could do it. And as a church, we're, we're, we're here to guide it in, but we're also here to guide the people to understand that, man, God is bigger. You know, and there's a peace that's going to surpass all this. And even though things look crazy right now, it's know that right there in your home, right there in that place, like God still is in control. Yeah, that's that's true. That's that is um, one thing that no matter what the media is saying, no matter what's popping off, God is still on the throne no matter what. Yeah. Hey, and, yeah. Spe speaking of that, God got on the throne. I, um, if anybody got to listen to uh, President Trump's speech yesterday, is uh, he gave the privilege for one of his friends to speak. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, and at the end of his friend's speech, the guy started talking about God. And he said, you know what? Yeah. We're a nation that's turned from God. And, and this yeah, is a time that. to read your Bible. This is a time to pray. And this is a time to reconnect with God, you know, and for a moment. And when he was done, the president, the uh, president Trump was like, I'm sorry, I didn't know he was going to do that. You know, but I was like, wow, what a great platform because the whole world, right. is watching that. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and for yeah. God to be able to use a platform like that in that moment at the end, because it wasn't that wasn't the subject he was talking about. He ended his 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 part of his speech like that. And yeah. I was like. Wow, what a moment for the world to hear, to turn right. back to God, to read your Bible, and pray. So I yeah, even, even, even today, even today, Trump gave a Franklin Graham a shout out. He did. Um, yeah, his press conference. Heard that. Yeah, he, he honored the whole Graham family. Yeah, so. That's good, yeah. And what an opportunity, huh? Shoot. Um, so what, how, how do you guys actually see with how everything has been developing and, you know, restrictions getting greater or lesser? How do you guys see this playing out? You know, you think we'll be done by April 30th. You think they're, they're going to push it back some more or, you know, what do you guys, what do you guys, guys think? Hear Julie? Yeah, I can hear. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't think, I think it's going to go past the 30th. Um. You know, I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna revisit it probably around you know April fifteenth or something like that, and you know they're gonna say, hey, you know, it's not it's not where we where we wanted to be at yet, so they may they're gonna extend it kind of indefinitely. Yeah. Um, you know, which is you know, which is what what I think they're doing. This is what I think they're doing. I'm not sure. 
but I think what they're doing is they're probably looking at the model of these other places and how it worked there and how, how they got it contained there so fast. And they might try to adapt like some of those models. So I think right now they're just buying time. They're buying themselves time by by extending it. You know, but I don't really think that uh I don't think it's gonna be over by the thirtieth. Um, you know, which is which is you know, it's another month away. You know, things could change. You know, prayerfully things could change. But uh, but yeah, I do think it's gonna go past the thirtieth. Yeah, I think it's gonna go past the what do you, what do you, what do you, for okay. sure, I think, what do you, what are you guys thinking? What do you, how, how far do you see it? Or do you see us ever going back to normal life? Like is America, life in America changed well, as we know it? Well, forever? no, we, we're going to, I think, I think our, I think our, I think our country and everything that, that our country is, is evolving, like our economy, um, it's too strong for that. You know, I think if, I think if, if it keeps getting prolonged without people getting back to work, it's going to hurt the country, mm -hmm. you know? So that's what I'm saying. I think what they're going to do is that I think they're going to take the numbers, you know, from this next couple of weeks and they're going to look at, they're going to, they're going to look at who is the most affected. And those are the people that they may say, Hey, you know what? Stay at home. You can't work, you know, and let everybody else pretty much get back. And get back to work because if not then you know a, a two months uh, a country shut down for two months is, is terrible for the economy right and, and us in china have the two biggest you know we're the two biggest world economy you know so i i think i think that you know i think but but i do think honestly though i do think uh some some of our daily you know everyday normal life is going to change some things are going to go back to how they were um just for the simple fact because how how, how much of a shock this brought to everybody um but yeah I, but you know i don't i don't think it's gonna i don't think it's gonna stay like this forever i do think it's gonna eventually it's gonna pass you know we'll get back to life as is how we know it um but it, it, it it's gonna take some time to get there though yeah that's that's good i i, I think after you know like you said the world is shocked right now and it almost seems like every distraction or everything that was taking up people's time has just been suddenly removed. And uh, the society is forced to, to think about things that normally we don't got to think about. And so, you know, even I, I see, I see a lot of values beginning to change and what people even value, even like, you know, in, in Hollywood or in entertainment, you know, because, um, with everybody being concerned with other things outside of that, by the time things roll around, people might have different interests. Like, you know, I don't, I don't really feel like going to the, to the movies. I just kind of want to be with my family or, or, you know, what, what do you guys think about all that? Or, or even what, on top of that, what, what, where where what is the silver lining in in all of this like what is the the good that that we can see coming out of um this time i mean you know there, there's a lot of bad that we can see of course every day being shut down for example it was my niece's birthday yesterday and i, I wasn't able to visit her you know and i had to literally facetime her but the, the the good thing that is happening about this is that 
we we get different avenues of evangelism that we were never able to hit personally. That we're never able to hit one on one. For example, it's I've been sharing our posts about West Sac, and I've been sharing the posts of San Diego's and when they went all night prayer, and you're able to see who tuning is, who's tuning in, and a lot of my family that's backslid were able to tune in, and and they messaged me on the side. Even one of my cousins sent me a screenshot and said, "Man, I saw you preaching," you know. And for me, that meant the world. I was never able to personally go to San Diego or to their city to go reach them out, but through streaming through this new avenue, it's it's we were able to reach those. People who are, I see a lot of backsliders coming back, a lot of backsliders posting about the church again, and a lot of people getting saved again, and, and people that they've been praying for for years because of this, because this is the only thing that they have now is social media. All they have now is their phones and their tablets, and you can only watch Netflix for so long. You know, you can only go on the gossip for so long. Once in a while, you're going to click on that thing and just say man what's taking place and boom as soon as you click in san diego you're back in that presence you know as soon as you click into these churches it's like that same atmosphere that you remember when you got saved hits you and i believe that this is a whole new way that that people are going to be able to come back and once this is all over i believe our churches are going to be packed more than ever oh, yeah. a lot of people are going to come back and it's going to be why because as a church not as as just youtube but as a church we all we had watch parties, we all invited someone, we all tagged people, and it became contagious. Now, like Pastor Algie was saying this, you could visit 10 churches in one day, in a couple mm -hmm. hours, you know, and, and just the avenue of what's taking place all over the world, it's, it's you gotta know it's God. Yeah. yeah I, think this, I think the silver lining in all of this is that we get back to God's original design for family, you know. Um, mm -hmm. You think about it, you're, you know, you're, you're at home, you're with your family. You know, you're with your family, you're able to spend time with the family. This is a this is a season where the family foundations can be strengthened. You know, you can build the the healthy yeah. relationship, your marriage, your, your kids. You know, because realistically, you know, you think about it. You know, like for us, it's like the way society is set up now. Uh, majority of people have to have two incomes. You know, which means that which means the mom and the dad have to work. You know, so pretty much that's, you know, eight hours a day, you're gone, your kids are at school. You guys really, you know, what you spend like three, four hours before everybody's time to go to bed, do it again. <laughs> you know, this is this is a time where now you could, you know, you can you could use that quality time and, and you know, you know, strengthen the family unit and, you know, build that build those relationships the way God intended them to be. Yeah. You know. Uh, because really, you know, that and that's you know, I feel that if you look at, like you say, all this stuff is canceled. Um, you know, God, God removed all distractions. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you don't have no choice. You don't have no excuse now to say, well, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have time to this. Or I didn't have time to do that. Like, we got all the time in the world right now. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. even, even if we're still working, you know, some of us aren't working full schedule. Some of us are working, you know, from home. Um, you know, so there's no excuse not to be able to to take advantage of this time and really begin to build, you know, strengthen, you know, God's original design and purpose, you know, for the family, you know, because going forward, that that's gonna be that's gonna be key. Like Luigi was saying, that's gonna be key. Is that through all this, there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna come back to church, which means there's gonna be a lot of families that come back to church, which means every family in our church is gonna have to be strong and be an example you know, to these ones that are coming back. So this is a time to, to get everything in order, 
strengthen relationships, build, get ready, get ready for the harvest, man. Cause there's going to be a harvest yeah. out of all of this. Yeah. So what, what I see the, the silver lining is, um, I kind of, um, broke it down into like three areas. One is I see that, you know, what's going on is the first is, um, rebuilding, man. Uh, God is really taking the time to rebuild things that, that, that are broken. You know, um, I think about like, you know, and I'll use myself for an example, but you know, my prayer life, um, how, how I read, you know, um, you know, and, and maybe, you know, some people could agree with me, but, um, just things that have been, you know, uh, broken, he's rebuilding, you know, he's taking this time to, to really rebuild, you know, the church, to rebuild families and to rebuild people's faith, you know, but also too, you know, uh, right before this, you know, our church was, was in revival. We're still in revival, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, God showed me something early on in the beginning is that, you know, he's reviving, uh, his church. Yes, but he's also reviving, you know, the fivefold. And, you know, now more than ever, I see the fivefold like active, like people are moving in their areas. Um, within the fivefold, I mean, you got preachers teach people just, you know, all these people rising up and really moving in areas. And I, you know, it really hit me today because I was like, man, you know, you can, you can turn on your social media and you have like 10 to 15 lives going on right now. And most of them are people preaching, yeah. you know, we're, we're in one of them <laughs> right now talking about God and there's a lot more going on right now. Um, so right. rebuild, you know, revive. You know, but also God, I feel like what's going on too is this is a time of reconnecting. First, reconnecting with, with God, that's the most important thing. You know, like Pastor Algie and everybody else was saying, you know, the world is on pause right now. So you have no excuse mm -hmm. to spend time with God, to meditate, you know, and, and you know, we, we some people used to say, you know, the, the excuse was, hey, you know, not today, I'm busy, I got this going on. Luigi was talking about, you know, his, one of his nieces uh, having a birthday party, you know, and these are excuses that, you know, some, sometimes people would use to be like, ah, you know, you're a good dude, bro. It sounds good, but not today. You don't have that excuse anymore, you know? And, yeah. um, you know, just to, to take this time to, to reconnect, uh, like Luigi said, I got, I got people, you know, part of my family members who, they were at the all night prayer from, from 9 PM to 12. You know, I had one of my, actually my grandma was like at the end, uh, the last 30 minutes, she was like, Hey family, it's time for us to, to raise, to raise our shields. And I was Hello. like, yes. Okay. It right now. So I feel like that, that silver lining man is, is, is people getting, you know, rebuilt, revived, you know, and reconnected, man, during this time, they're so, there's so much good to, to, you know, to look at, you know, and I feel like us as Christians, you know, we have to remind ourselves of that silver lining in this time. Always look for the good, man. Always look for the good. That's right. There's, there's always something, man. There's always something. Oh yeah. All things work together for the good. Hey, that's right that part okay so uh running out of time here but what i want to do is uh do one last go around and 
ask you guys this, this closing question. Um, I wish we could go longer, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, so if, if there's somebody watching this or listening to this who might be fearful or, or doubtful or um, just uh, not in a great place, what, what, what kind of closing word do you, do you have for that person right now? We talking about believers or just people in general? You can do, you can do both. So well, for the believer, um, you know, of course, you, you know, we always want to refer, reference, uh, you know, Matthew 6. You know, Jesus says that, you know, don't, don't worry, don't worry, don't be anxious. You know, who by worrying can get taller? Who by worrying can make their hair black again? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, don't, don't, don't worry about these things. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything you need to be added to you. Yes. Right. And he, he teaches us that, that, that our father, he already knows what we need, even before we ask him. So if that's the God we serve, then that means that, that there's no reason for you and I to worry. There's no reason for you and I to doubt because God's word is, is true. It's solid. It's 100%. It's the only absolute truth there is in the world. That's the only thing we can put our 100% trust in. So if that's what God is teaching us and we know that God doesn't lie, then that means that we don't got to worry. You know, we don't got to worry about, you know, what today or what tomorrow brings, you know, because we know God is in control, you know, and that's for the believer. But even for, you know, even if, you know, you say, well, you know, maybe I don't know God like that. You know, maybe I'm not a believer. You know, I would tell you this. I would just tell you to, to look around, look around and just look at, look at, look at the people around you. Because chances are, if you're around people that don't feel stressed out, don't feel anxious. They have something that you need to have. And so I would reach out to that person and say, hey, I, I noticed that, you know, you don't seem bothered. You don't seem rattled during this situation. Why is it that you're like that? And I guarantee you that person is going to be able to share an ounce of hope with you. And so this is what I would encourage you to do. If you don't believe in God, just look around you and, you know, and watch people and see how they behave, see how they act. Because ultimately, they understand that, that this is something that is out of our control. This is something that we can't control. This is something that, man, you know, even in our brightest ingenuity, we can't fix. This is something that God has to fix. So look up, look, look, look for people. Look for people and look for someone that is walking in confidence. I guarantee you they'll have something good to tell you. I would yeah. say, um, you know, in, in this moment, take advantage. Um, take advantage of the time, whether you're a believer or not. Um, I, I, I do believe that this has happened for a reason. Um, I believe that it's a time where God wants us to get something straight. And like I said, whether you're a believer or not, you know, uh, if you're not a believer, take this time to really get those questions of why you don't believe answered because it's everywhere. It's, uh, it's at your fingertips. You could, hear about God and the great things he can do and why he is who he is. And I think take advantage of that. But even for the believer, take advantage of this time that you have, you know, because I think at the end of the day, no matter how long you've been saved, no matter your position, your role, no matter your, how much you know, how much you learn throughout the years, 
every single one of us have something to come before God about humbly and ask for forgiveness about. And I think that's something that a lot of times we fail to remember and realize because we get caught up, of course, in the busyness of ministry and the works of scenes and the lives. And, and we forget that. But I think that God has given us this time to remember who he is and who he's supposed to be within our lives. You know, and uh, before the revival started, God had given me a word that I had the privilege to share with the church. And it was about going back to our first love. You know, and I think if ever there was a time for us to do that, it's now, you know, and in Revelations, it talks about how, you know, in the end, how God said, this one thing I have against you is that you've fallen away from your first love. And he was talking to one of the churches and, you know, many times, like I said, we, we find ourselves in that place. And maybe we're not fully, completely away from God, but we weren't the way we were when we first accepted him into our lives. We weren't the way we were when we first encountered him. And I, I think in this season, we have the perfect opportunity to really get back to that place and to remember that we are who we are because God created us, you know, that we don't need to aspire and strive to be all these crazy things that the world says we need to be. Cause that even crips in, you know, uh, trickles into the church, you know, those things trickle into the church. And a lot of times we, we don't realize it, but we find ourselves aspiring for those things. But in this season, we have the perfect opportunity to get back to where we need to be and i would say for the believer and the unbeliever let this be a time where you take advantage of who god is and who he's meant to be within your life yeah i i know for um good. for what you know what i would like to say is you know for those who you know are what will we'll hit the believer first is you know i think the believer has has definitely a peace right now you know, and I keep replaying that that scripture found in Psalms 91, where it talks about, you know, no plague shall come near your dwelling. And I think a lot of people right now in the world are scared of this thing, you know, coming near their home, coming near their family and them feeling helpless, like they can't do anything about it. You know, but I, I like God's word because we can go to, to scriptures like that and have trust. I mean, I've been praying that over my home. I've been praying that over my family, you know. And just be, you know, transparent when people are faced with a possibility that, whoa, you know, just stepping outside, something could potentially happen to me. And I see people dying from just going outside and going to the grocery store. You know, it, it, it makes you think about life. You know, it makes you think like, whoa. Um, and going to the unbeliever, it, I'm pretty sure they're questioning their relationship with God, you know. And uh, I, I love how you know, uh, you know, rest in peace for all those, you know, who have lost their lives, you know, and, and to their families, um, you know, uh, but, but, you know, for those, you know, who still have time, you know, who are distant from God, you know, what, not a better time to be like, oh, shoot, you know, there's still time to just say, you know what, um, let me, let me take this time to really, you know, like Miller was saying, you know, those questions that have been unanswered, what not a better time to get them answered, you know, and there's so many ways of media, so many people preaching about God's word that, I mean, all you got to do is open up your phone, you know, um, but even more importantly, you know, take the time to, you know, wipe the dust off the Bible, you know, crack it open and say, Hey God, you know, speak to me. You know, this is a time, you know, where, 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 you know, he's really wanting, you know, for the believer, to go deeper and for the unbeliever to get closer. 
So um, my prayer is just, again, you know, for everybody out there, you know, who's going to be, uh, you know, check, taking a look at this, you know, take this time to really, you know, reconnect and, and uh, be bold to, to, to share, you know, the gospel in this time. Amen. I'll, I'll go real quick. Um, you know, as for the believer, I believe that in a moment like this where we're being watched the most, we're being criticized the most, we're being under the telescope more than ever because we're actually practicing what we're preaching. It's now's the moment to put those scriptures into action. Now's the moment when you said you had a promise from God is to activate it now. You know, like Anthony was saying, my promise scripture for me that helped me out since I was little was Psalms 91. Every time I got shot at, every time I came from, I was in jail, every time all these moments is, I always hold on to that verse because my mom would pray over, over my life through that verse. But even now in the critical moments, I still go back to that same verse. Why? Because the, the word of God says that God through the same spirit today and forevermore, that his word never changes. Everything else will, but his word won't. Right. You know, so as a believer, it's now the time to activate. You know, now's the moment not to be afraid, but now's the moment to, strap up your boots and say, you know what, I, I, this is what I've been trained for. This is what I went to church for. This is what I believe in. This is where faith kicks in. This is all these moments are leading up to right now. And this is the time that we as a church have to stand out and stand up, you know. And for the non-believer, it's, it's you're in a moment where all you have is God right now. You're in a moment where you tried everything else. You, you, you drink it away. Your job doesn't supply it. Everything's being shut down from you. So the only thing that's open for you right now is God. And, and this is the moment where you're able to find the peace that we have. And you're able to see why we're still having services and why we're still getting together, live streaming, why we're still talking about how good God is. And there's a reason behind it. Amen. And I believe that as Christians, you know, this is our time. This is our platform. This is our moment. And, and personally for me, and, and, and I know Victor Arich is we're taking advantage of it to bring the glory to God. Amen. 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 Well, just want to thank you guys, Pastor Algie, Luigi, Miller, Anthony. Um, to you guys that are listening, you, you just heard it from, from a few of the leaders here and not only um, in their families, but in their community, also in the workplace. So. We talked about some stuff that can hopefully give you some encouragement um, during these difficult times. And um, just know uh, that uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, God is in control and that he works all things together for the good mm-hmm. of those who love him and Amen. are called according to his purpose. <laughs> all right. Tighten so that up over there. We'll. Uh, <laughs> Cool, man. Well, this was a good time, man. I gotta get going because uh, thank you, Julian. Boys, yeah, thank you, Julian. Late. Let's do it again, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks for being available. Yeah, let's do it again. All right, we got the time for, for real, All right? Yeah, <laughs> cool, man. All right, guys. I love you guys. All right, guys. Love you guys. Okay, see, see you guys soon. Love hey, you. Hey, come on, Pastor Algy. Miss you, Luigi. Thank you, guys. Love you, man. Take love care. you, brother. Love you, guys. Uh, 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 brother. Peace out, guys.